Okay, praise the Lord. Let's get started here. Uh, oh, anyway, uh, miss everybody. And uh, uh, like I say, uh, the only person we don't miss is the Lord. He's with us no matter what and wherever we are. But anyway, uh, uh, we'll soon be getting back together again. And uh, uh, we'll just keep uh, cooperating with the uh, <coughs> state of Alabama and the USA and We'll get through all this stuff easily. We got the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. Uh, we left off last time. We made it all the way through um, Psalm 6. And uh, we'll pick up with uh, Psalm 7 here. And uh, we'll see how far we get. You know, this this could take years. No, it won't, actually. <laughs> I mean, 7 only has 17 verses. 8 only has 9. 9 has, oh, I don't know, about 19 and whatever. But, you know, gee, you can get all the way to to 18 easily. Well, let's get rolling here. Okay, so uh, Psalm, uh, look at here at verse, uh, I mean, it's Psalm 7 here, and, and you know, as you just read your Bible, you figure out that, hey, uh, David wrote these, you know, and David doesn't go up and down with one day the Lord will save me and one day he won't. No, he always counted on the Lord to get him out of trouble. Matter of fact, a lot of theologians have looked at the book of Psalms and they said, well, that's not for us today just because it's that strong, and that is so stupid. I mean, come on, call it what, that is dumb. It is for us today. When David was king, he made everybody listen to these things. He made everybody sing them. Wow. And see what happened. Hey, before we go any further, let's go, go to Revelation just a moment. Revelation, well, I will. Revelation chapter 3, you know, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Remember that chapter? Well, let me show you something else that's in there. Why, is it, why does it say this? And, and why was when Jesus was here, were they always saying, you know, O son of David, have mercy on me. And then Jesus said, you know, to talking about David, why did he say, uh, oh, oh, he was his son, whatever. You know, okay. So anyway, Revelation chapter 3, and I want us to look at, uh, let's see, yeah, look at verse 7. Write this letter to the leader of the church in Philadelphia. Of course, King James Bible says to the angel. It doesn't matter. I mean, okay, angel, leader, whatever. Let's just see what he said. What's in the letter? Okay. This message is sent to you by the one who is holy and true and has, listen to this phrase, the key of David to open what no one can shut and to shut what no one can open. Now, whose key was it? It said the key of David. <laughs> Woo. Well, that's our key too. Well, you know what? Let's go back to the book of Psalms, starting in Psalm 7 here. And this is a key. Wow. You know, anytime you're in trouble, well, let me just be quiet. Here, look at this. Look at the first phrase. Psalm 7, verse 1. I am depending on you, O church members. <laughs> no, he said, O Lord my God, to save me from my persecutors. Wow. Don't let me don't let them pounce upon me as a lion would and maul me and drag me away with no one to rescue. Uh, it would be different, Lord, if I were doing evil things. If I were paying back evil for good and unjustly attacking those I dislike, then it would be right for you to let my enemies destroy me, crush me to the ground, and trample my life in the dust. Now, if you're doing that, cut that out because you're going to get in trouble. But we know better. Hallelujah. Put yourself in the one who says, me, I, I, me. Okay, look at verse 6. But Lord, arise in anger against the anger of my enemies. Awake, demand justice for me. That's M-E. That means you, <laughs> Lord. Gather all the people before you. Sit high upon uh, above them, judging their sins. But justify me publicly. Now, wait a minute. Everybody else has blown it but me, huh? No, we've all blown it. And the Lord will justify you. Okay, but anyway, end all wickedness, O Lord, and bless all who truly wor worship God. For you, the righteous God, uh, look deep within the hearts of men and examine all their motives and their thoughts. You know, God is my shield. He will defend me. See, now, you know, sometimes we start thinking, God looks on your heart. Oh, boy, he's going to get out those dark things. Oh, my gosh. 
You know, the dark things were the obvious things. Are you returning uh, evil for good when somebody does something good to you? I don't think so. I mean, you're even uh, bothering to take time to look at the scriptures this morning. So don't condemn yourself over and over again. If you're doing something wrong, you're going to know it. I mean, you're going to know it. It's not like, well, I didn't even know it, and I'm just, God's up there just judging me. No, he's judging what he said he would judge. And you get to come back in verse 10 and say, God is my shield. Now, he's either a shield or he's not. Kind of like what we're going through right now with this virus thing. You know, He's either a shield or he's not. He is your shield. But you don't impress me by saying he's uh, your shield. You impress the Lord by telling him he's your shield. Anyway, he will defend me. He saves those whose hearts and lives are true and right. God is a judge who is perfectly fair, and he's angry with the wicked every day. Unless they repent, he will sharpen his sword and slay them. He's bent and strung his bow and fitted it with deadly arrows made from shafts of fire. And quit thinking those arrows are aimed at you. They're not. You're David here in this situation. You're always leaning on his mercy. Yes, you've blown it. Anyway, verse 14, the wicked man conceives an evil plot, labors with its dark details and brings to birth his treachery and lies. Let him fall into his own trap. May the violence he plans for others boomerang upon himself. Let him die. Now, is that what you're doing today? Are you think, is are you so evil that you're thinking about doing evil to your neighbor next door? And, and play? No. So don't assume that God doesn't want to put his blessings on you, you know, uh, because you're such a bad guy. No, you're not such a bad guy, praise the Lord, or girl, whatever. Verse 17. Oh, how grateful and thankful I am to the Lord because he is so good. I will sing praise to the name of the Lord who is above all lords. End of Psalm 7. That's the end of the story. You are the I in this psalm. You are the me in the, the Lord is the Lord. You're not the wicked. Here, here we go. Psalm 8, O Lord, our Lord, the majesty, the majesty and the glory of your name fills all the earth and overflows the heavens. You have taught little children to praise you perfectly. May their example shame and silence your enemies. Hmm, wow. Uh, look, no, when I look up into the night skies and see the work of your fingers, well, there's a first foul right there because God didn't create that. It was evolution. It was a big bang four something billion years ago. Uh, no, it wasn't either. I mean, there's a little trouble with all that time. Population tables wouldn't even work. You know what I mean? This place would be overrun. You know, when they say man first showed up, they say dinosaurs was 70 million years ago. And we got T-Rex flesh in the United States right now. It cannot survive that long. <laughs> no way, Jose. Something's up. Those Inca burial stones in, in South America, what are they doing with triceratops on it and well-defined dinosaurs on those things? Uh, head in the sand. Oh, I don't know that. I, I trust my evolution teachers. Am I? Oh, I don't. I don't trust any of those guys. Besides that, you watch them. They act like wicked all day long. Man. Gee, we're going to say they know something? Mm -mm. God knows something. Here we go. So back to this. So uh, when I look up in the night skies and see the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars you have made, I cannot understand how you can bother with mere puny man. Wow. Now he's talking about you. Yeah, you and I are puny compared to what we think God's done and created and everything. Look at this. To, <clears throat> to pay attention to him. Where's God when you need him? He don't even know. Yeah, he does. He knows exactly where you are. He pays attention to you. Don't you remember the terrific story in John chapter oh, 1 about Nathaniel? Oh, you know what I mean? He, he, <laughs> the Lord said, uh, he, well, he said to Nathaniel said to the Lord, he says, how do you know me? And he said to Nathaniel, I saw you when you were underneath the fig tree. <laughs> Whoa. And he says, you're the Lord. <laughs> you're the Messiah. And 
Jesus said, you believe because I said this? He said, you're going to see greater things than this. No, we throw him away. We say, well, we're not going to see any greater things. It's all over with. I mean, all he guarantees is we're going to heaven. No, I don't buy that. I need help right now. I got other problems besides just thinking about this uh, uh, coronavirus thing. I got other problems, you know. But God only get, grants you one. He's a genie in a bottle. No, maybe he'll grant you three. That's so stupid. God will meet you every morning according to these scriptures here. Just plain as day. We've already covered Psalm 27 through 30, what, 33? And then we did the other day, we did uh, uh, 1 through 6. They all say the same thing. He'll get you out of trouble. All right, let me be quiet. Let's go back to Psalm 8. So I look up in the night sky and I'm wondering, man, how come you pay attention to me? Look at this. And yet you made him a little lower uh, than the angels. You know, there's a note by the word angels, and it's actually the same word they translate for God. He's made you just a little bit lower than God. Hmm. Well, you know that. Genesis Genesis 1. Let's make man in our image after our likeness. Anyway, and placed a crown of dust and poor poverty. And no, it said, he, and placed a crown of glory and honor on his head. Wow. Verse 6 You have put him in charge of everything you made, everything is put under his authority. All sheep and oxen and wild animals too, the birds and fish and all the life in the sea. O Jehovah our Lord, the majesty and glory of your name fills the earth. Wow, end of story. Matter of fact, end of Psalm 8. So what did that do for you over coffee? Well, keep going. Keep going. Let's do the ninth one. Oh, Lord, I'll praise you with all my heart and tell everyone. Now, wait, I just, you know, I'm just, I'm, it's like, you know, uh, yeah, I'm not a praying man. Oh, yeah, you are. Yeah, if you're not, get on, get on the program and it'll help you out. Uh, it, notice this. Oh, Lord, I will praise you with all my heart. Oh, yeah, right. I don't have time to sing those songs. We, let, we pay the choir to do that. Now, wait. Finish this verse. Oh, Lord, I will praise you with all my heart and tell everyone about the marvelous things you do. See, there you go. See, once you find out what God's been doing for you, you're doing it anyway. That's the reason David didn't say, well, I work on this. I had to go to school and learn how to praise. Sometimes I wasn't praising right. I had to learn to do this with my hands behind my back. And no, you don't. You open your mouth, just like those kids when they saw Jesus coming into the temple, they started screaming and saying, here comes the Messiah. Wow. And the Pharisee says, hey, tell him shut up. And Jesus said, hey, listen, if they don't praise me, the rocks will cry out. <laughs> Have the rocks been to praise school? Man, I tell you what, when they were created, they became praise uh, experts. And you and I are experts in this area too. Glory to God. You let God start helping you every day. You can't help but praise the Lord. So look at this. I will be glad, verse 2. Filled with joy because of you. No, I'll be somber because I had to sit still in church and I had to learn to, you know, that God is sovereign and, and you know, and he's, you know, he's so, uh, well, actually, I think he's kind of mean. Mean? What? <sighs> now you can see how we got all this backwards. He said, I will be glad. Yes, filled with joy because of you. I will sing your praises. Notice this is in front of other people. Notice he's not saying, you know, hey, everybody watch me praise the Lord. No. He's telling this to the Lord. Notice he started out with, oh, Lord, you know, I will praise you with all my heart. Anyway, see, if you hadn't got nothing to say sometime, you're wondering how to address him. Take Psalm 9, say it out loud. It's you. It's okay. Plagiarize. It's okay. It's not plagiarizing when you're talking about <clears throat> what we're saying about the Lord. These things are true. Here we go. So uh, he says, I will sing your praises, O Lord, above all gods. Verse three, my enemies will fall back and perish in your presence. You have vindicated me. 
You have endorsed my work, declaring from your throne that it is good. You have rebuked the nations and destroyed the wicked, plotting out their na- blotting out their names forever and ever. O oh, enemies of mine, you are doomed forever. The Lord will destroy your cities; even the memory of them, even the memory of them, will disappear. Now you got look at this is personal problems, isn't it? I mean, David was, you know, he was king over Israel. Other nations were trying to have him assassinated or whatever. Doesn't make any difference. I mean, if God take care of it at this level, that's what he's saying. He'll take care of you at your level. Anyway, verse uh, seven. But the Lord lives on forever. He sits upon his throne to judge and just to judge justly the nations of the of the world. All who are oppressed may come to him. Well, I can't come to the Lord. You know, I mean, he I'm not welcome there. Well, look what he just said. Look at this next phrase. He is a refuge for them in their times of trouble. Of course, that just means going to heaven. No, it doesn't. It's the reason we're in trouble all the time. That's all we say is he can just take us to heaven. It's all we got. He can just, he can comfort my heart at night. Knowing that, uh, oh, please, come on. My heart's comfort at night knowing that he gets me out of trouble. Look at that. All those who know your mercy, Lord, will count on you for help. Praise God. See, mercy triumphs over judgment. Now, let, I, I want to hold your finger there, if you will. And let's go to Psalm 143 just a moment. Because a lot of times we get tripped up over, yeah, but I'm just, I'm not a harp playing. You know, I'm just not real good at the, this. I, Lord probably thinks I'm the worst Christian ever. Oh, please. The apostle Paul said he was that, he was that level. You know, he said he was the worst among all sinners and he still got all this stuff. You're just bragging when you boast like that. Look at Psalm 143. It gives you an excuse to fail too. You're not going to get one. Even if you believe hard in it, thinking, well, yeah, but I know the Lord doesn't like me. Well, you can believe it all your life and you're going to believe wrong. You know, you can believe things that are wrong. Psalm 143. Look at David again. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Answer my plea because you are faithful to your promises. Look at this. Don't bring me to trial. For as compared with you, no one is perfect. (laughs) See, that's that key of David Revelation 3 was talking about. Keep going. You've got help. There was always a sacrifice. You're not trying to find a way into sin. Oh, come on. But you are going to blow it. Guess what? You're probably going to blow it next year. You're probably going to blow it tomorrow. You might blow it today. So is that going to blow up your plans to go to heaven? No. He always forgives. But look, he goes right into this verse 3. My enemies chased me and caught me. They've knocked me to the ground. Now, whoa, hold on. You just told the Lord that, hey, man, look. Uh, everybody's blown it. Nobody's perfect, you know, but you, you know, and don't bring me to trial. Maybe the Lord's got to answer that. And he might say, nope, sorry, not today. Cause you're such a scoundrel. Oh, come on. Gee. <sighs> Look at verse. Um, he goes on to say, they forced me to live in the darkness. Like those in the grave. I'm losing all hope. I'm paralyzed with fear. I remember the glorious miracles you did in days of old. I reach out for you. I thirst for you as a parched land thirst for rain. Hello. You read that in the King James. You go, yeah, dry and thirsty land. You remember that verse, don't you? Okay. Come quickly, Lord, and answer me for my depression deepens. Don't turn away from me or I'll die. Let me see your kindness to me in the morning for I'm trusting in you. Boy, he put a timetable on it, didn't he? Uh, I got to have help by in the morning. Boy, we could learn from that. Show me where to walk for my prayer is sincere. Save me from my enemies, O Lord. I run to you to hide me. Help me to do your will for you are my God. Lead me in the good paths for your spirit is good. Look at this. Lord, saving me will bring glory to your name. (laughs) Now, what a bargain. Hey, Lord, you get me out of this trouble here. This will be good for you. (laughs) 
You know, we ought to be using that all the time. But instead, we'll go, well, I don't know. I'll probably make a mistake tomorrow. So I don't know if I'm, it's going to be any good for you to be rescuing me all the time. Look, we need everybody to be rescued. I need to hear you say you got rescued. And I'll go, golly, Bob, he, he rescued you? Wow. He rescued me? Yeah. Gosh. Anyway. Lord, save me will bring glory to your name. Bring me out of all this trouble because you are true to your promises. My goodness. And because you are loving and kind to me, cut off all my enemies and destroy those who are trying to harm me for I am your servant. Wow. Well, you either act like that or not. I'm going to act like a Praise the Lord. Okay, here we go. Back to Psalm 9. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. So we were in Psalm 9 and verse 10. All those who know your mercy, Lord, will count on you for help. For you have not yet forsaken those who trust in you. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Verse 11. Oh, sing out your praise to the God who lives in Jerusalem. Well, yeah, no wonder. Tell the word about, world about his unforgettable deeds. Well, I don't know that he ever did anything. Uh, see, that's the problem with saying God didn't create the universe and trying to be scientific. Truth, truth about it. That's no science, there's no science in believing that stuff. The laws of Newton, you can't produce something out of nothing. You can't. As a matter of fact, another law of Luke, Newton is it's getting worse. Evolution says, well, survival of the fittest is getting better. No, it ain't. It's getting worse. The whole world, it's going downhill. Not just, well, it is because of sin, but I mean, you go, your car doesn't turn into a brand new BMW after a few years. No, it's getting worse. You have to replace a roof on the house. It gets worse. It don't get better. How are you doing in that body of yours? One day you're going to turn into a brand new teenager again? No, it's getting worse. It's going downhill. Erosion in our nation, going downhill. The moon is getting further and further away. Hmm. See, if you time it and you try to put 4.5 billion years on it, it would screw up all the tides on the earth, plus the moon be rolling around on the earth. You see, it don't work. Mm -mm. Don't work. Our sun doesn't last that long anyway. You do a little research on your own, you'll find out that... <laughs> can't last more than 10,000 years. So there you go. Anyway, look for yourself. Praise the Lord. Okay, here we go. Back to this. Uh, I'll sing out. Anyway, uh, tell the world his unforgettable deeds. He who avenges murder has an open ear to those who cry to him for justice. He does not ignore the prayers of men in trouble when they call to him for help. And yet we believe that. Oh, yeah, he ain't listening to me. Oh, man. he. I, you don't think I pray? I pray, but God don't ever answer my prayers. Psh, well, I can tell you why. You're so full of unbelief. You're so full of thinking that, you know, you're not going to ever ask him for anything. No wonder. Anyway, verse 13. And now, Lord, have mercy on me. See how I suffer at the hand of those who hate me. Lord, snatch me back from the jaws of death. Notice this is not to impress. Again, I'm pointing this out. This is not to impress somebody else. This is to, for you to tell the Lord this. Well, I tried that, Richard. I did this. It, yeah, you tell the Lord you tried this, Lord. Not, I tried this, Richard. Mm -mm. Look at this. Save me so that I can praise you publicly before all the people at Jerusalem's gate and rejoice that you have rescued me. All you got to do is replace Jerusalem with Huntsville or Alabama or wherever the, you are. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Anyway, the nations fall into the pitfalls they have dug for others. The trap they have set has snapped on them. The Lord is famous for the way he punishes the wicked in their own snares. The wicked shall be sent away to hell. Woo! This is the fate of all the nations forgetting the Lord. For the needs of the needy shall not be ignored forever. The hopes of the poor shall not always be crushed. O Lord, arise and judge and punish the nations. Don't let them conquer you. Make them tremble in fear. 
put the nations in their place until at last they know they are but puny men. Wow. Well, how's that doing for you, coffee? Hmm. Hmm. Had another sip there. That's good stuff. Okay. Uh, all right. Psalm 10. Wow. Where'd we start? We did seven. We did eight. We did nine. They all said the same thing, didn't they? Yeah. Get me out of trouble. Look at the 10th one. Look at this. That's the reason I always tell people, you know, because I learned myself. I didn't go to school and learn this. Richard, when you have people come to you for counseling and they need to know, tell them to go to Psalm 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. See, I wish they had told me that, but they didn't. They wouldn't teach me that. They were talking about psychology. Uh, well, let's don't get off on that, man. This works. Psalm 10. Boy, this will take us forever. How many verses is in 10? Oh, 17. Oh, my God. We'll be singing Kumbaya. It'll take us 10 years to get through this. No, it won't. Probably about four minutes. Here goes. Lord, why are you standing aloof and far away? Why do you hide when I need you the most? Boy, what a good prayer. Instead of going, well, if you feel like it, God, just if you feel like it, you got time. It's a little old Richard down here. If you, I know you're busy with everybody in Africa and those that need you the most. And I'll oh, be quiet. See what David's saying here? He's saying, hey, uh, Lord, uh, uh, come on. Yeah, look at this. Come and deal with all these proud and wicked men who viciously persecute the poor. Pour upon these evil men, pour upon these men the evil they plan for others. For these men brag of all their evil lust. They revile God and congratulate the, the, those the Lord of whores, whose only goal in life is money. These wicked men so proud and haughtily seem to think that God's dead. They wouldn't think of looking for him. Yet there is success in everything they do and their enemies fall before them. They do not see your punishments awaiting them. See, remember, he's, he's laying his case before the Lord, not before you and me. He's talking to the Lord. I just had to be listening, okay? They boast that neither God nor man can ever keep, down, keep, keep them down. Somehow they'll find out. Boy, see, David's going, yeah, they're going to get it. Their mouths are full of profanity and lies and fraud. They are always boasting of their evil plans. They lurk in the dark valleys of the city and murder passerbys. Like lions, they crouch silently, waiting to pounce upon the poor. Like hunters, they catch their victims in their trap. The unfortunate are overwhelmed by their superior strength and fall beneath their blows. God isn't watching, they say to themselves. He'll never know. Here we go. Oh, Lord, arise. Oh, God, crush them. Don't forget the poor and any, anyone else in need. Well, that might be you. <laughs> yes, hallelujah. That's me. Woo. Okay. Why do you let the wicked get away with his contempt for God? For they think that God will never call them to account. Lord, you are seeing what they're doing. You have noted each evil act. You know what trouble and grief they have caused. Now punish them. Oh, Lord, the poor man, trust himself to you. You are known as the helper of the helpless. Woo. Think that would help you today? Well, hallelujah. Yeah. Break the arms of the wicked men. Go after them until the last of them is destroyed. The Lord is king forever and ever. Those who follow other gods shall be swept from his land. Wow. Lord, you know the hopes of humble people. Surely you will hear their cries and comfort their hearts by helping them. Look at all that meat and taters for you and I right there. Praise God. Surely you'll hear their cries. Just like he said in verse one. Hey, where are you? Where are you? See, we shouldn't be saying that if we believe all this stuff we hear so prevalently in the Bible Belt, like, well, you never know what God's going to do. His plans, you'll never know. And, you know, he can't put God in the box. Boy, I am. I'm in the box, and he's going to help me in my box. You think that's the key of David, you know? Well, you can't put God in the box. Good grief. Man, 
You could tell the Lord, where are you? <laughs> I mean, count on him, praise the Lord. All the people that came to Jesus to, to you know, for any kind of help, did they go away with nothing? No, uh-uh, praise the Lord. He helped them all. And where's all the problems Jesus had? I thought, you know, oh, here we are in this world. We'll have tribulation and oh my gosh, you know. Uh, name the problems Jesus had. Out of food one day, what'd he do? Well, he just fed 5,000. Basically out of somebody's knapsack, whatever. She was. You say, well, he was crucified. Oh, really? How long did that last? Over the weekend? <laughs> Plus, it was a plan. God had planned that. Man, he didn't want you and I dying going to hell. He sent his son to take our place. It was a plan. Anyway, back to this. Verse 16, the Lord is king forever. Uh, those who follow other gods shall be swept from his land. Lord, you know the hopes of the humble. Surely you will hear their cries and comfort uh, their hearts by helping them. You will be with the orphans and all who are oppressed so that a uh, mere earthly man will terrify them no longer. I mean, he didn't say, well, when these orphans get to heaven. No, right now, praise the Lord. Now, that's 10 right there. And if you started at one and got all the way to 10, surely you'd have gotten it by now. But hey, we can keep going. Look at the 11th Psalm. Oh my gosh, this one's seven verses. Oh boy. You know, well, I'll just read the first word and we'll read the next word next year. You know, no, we're not doing it that way. It's the reason we're running out of gas in our lives. We're not feeding on the word of God. Look at, look at verse 11. I mean, Psalm 11. How dare you tell me flee to the mountains for safety when I'm trusting in the Lord? Well, let me go back and get the original Hebrew on this and let's see if we can, uh, what? Talk yourself out of what it says so obviously. <laughs> There's no need. Here's a rule of Bible reading. If you don't get it in verse one, read verse two, read verse three, read verse four. Get as many verses around it as you can and then read it some more. Read it again. <sighs> By the time you pull up a commentary, you're going to find out somebody says, well, this, is, this was when David, in other words, it was only for David. His time has nothing to do with us, which is so dumb. It, it, is it in your Bible? It's in my Bible today. Sure, wasting space. If I, and it didn't say, oh, by the way, don't use this. Oh, God, I'm not going there. All right, Psalm 11. How dare you tell me flee to the mountain for safety when I'm trusting in the Lord? Boy, look at this opens up. Temporary safety. Yeah, you got bad guys coming, whatever. Well, how are you going to get out of that? You could trust the Lord. Do we need to go to Psalm 91? We will. We will. Let's go to Psalm 91. Look at verse 1. We live within the shadow of the Almighty, sheltered by the God who is above all gods. Now, don't quit reading there. You'll make up stuff about what shelter means. This is what he means. This I declare, that he alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I am trusting him. Now, we're not going to stop here yet either, but he's not talking about going to heaven. What is it? God gives us salvation, and then he's going to take it away? We've got to have a shield say, hey, Lord, stand back. You can't take away my right to go to heaven. <laughs> That's how dumb that is. Watch what happens if you keep reading. You'd find out what this shield is. For he rescues me from every trap and protects you from the fatal plague. Hello, coronavirus. <laughs> Look at that. He'll shield you with his wings. They will shelter you. His faithful promises are your armor. Now you don't need to be afraid of the dark anymore, nor fear the dangers of the day, nor dread the plagues of darkness, nor the disasters in the morning. Yeah, but Richard's getting close. I mean, boy, it's already hit Alabama. Read verse 7. 
Though a thousand fall at my side. Hey, wait a minute. Six feet. Get back. Sit. Look. Look at this. Yeah, but Richard, you got to be real. You have... I'm sorry, but before anybody else was around, there was God. The only real thing we actually have is God. Now, you're created, and that's real, but I'm just saying, you know, just to say, just to blow this away and say, well, it can't be. Let's keep reading. Though a thousand fall at my side, though 10,000 are dying around me, the evil will not touch me. Oh, my gosh. He's got to be kidding. No, he's not. Uh-uh. As a matter of fact, you know, they actually say Moses wrote this. That's... 600 years before or so before Mr. David walked along. So looks like they both say the same thing. It, it keeps on saying the same stuff. Anyway. Skip on down to verse 13. You can safely meet a lion or step on poisonous snakes. Yeah, even trample them beneath your feet. Oh, please, Richard, you don't really believe it. The thing is, you don't believe it. I do. I love it. Look at 14. For the Lord says, because he loves me, I will rescue him. Now, is that so difficult? Do you think you can love the Lord? Well, Richard, you know I love the Lord. Well, then there you go. Okay. I will make him great because he trusted my name. When he calls on me, I will answer. I will be with him in trouble and rescue him and honor him. I'll satisfy him with a full life and give him my salvation. Praise God. Woo. Refill my coffee. This stuff is so good. Man. All right. Back to 11 again here. Okay, and we need to stop at 11. Watch this. How dare you tell me, flee to the mountain for safety when I'm trusting the Lord. For the wicked have strung their bows, they've drawn their arrows tight against the bowstrings, and aimed from ambush at the people of God. Law and order have collapsed, we're told. What can the righteous do but flee? Ha, that's what you think. But the Lord is still in his holy temple. You ever heard the phrase, God's not falling off his throne? Well, here you go. He still rules from heaven. He closely watches everything that happens here on the earth. He puts the righteous and the wicked to the test. He hates those uh, loving violence. He will rain down fire and brimstone upon the righteous. No, on the wicked. Come on. And scorch them with his burning wind. For God is good and he loves goodness. Uh, the godly shall see his face. Wow. Oh, let's get 12. We can't stop. I mean, 12 is only eight verses. Let's see. If we calculate that, it'll be 10 years. No. Lord, help. Psalm 12. Godly men are fast disappearing. Where in all the world can dependable men be found? Everyone deceives and, and flatters and lies. There's no sincerity left. But the Lord will not deal gently with the people who act like this. He will destroy those proud liars who say, we will lie to our heart's content. Our lips are our own. Who can stop us? The Lord replies, I will arise and defend the oppressed, the poor, the needy. I will rescue them as, uh, as they have longed for me to do. The Lord's promise is sure. Notice this. If you've asked the Lord to rescue you. Anyway, anyway. He speaks uh, no careless word. All he says is purest truth, like silver seven times refined. O Lord, we know that you will forever preserve your own from the reach of evil men. Although they prowl on every side, uh, and vileness is praised throughout the land. Now look at that last part again. We know you will forever preserve your own from the reach of these evil men. Hmm, well those evil men can't go into eternity. And he's talking about right now. I mean, I don't care what you're faced with. The Lord's your help. Well, we could go on, but we won't. You can see that verse 1 in, in, in Psalm 14 is where the fool says there is no God. And you know what? We in the Bible Belt, we can be such great Christians that we can do the same thing. Well, I wouldn't say, you know, there is no God. Yeah, but you could say he has no help for you and he won't do anything. So what's the difference? 
you know, he's not there to help you. Hey, really? And you'd be a fool if you do that. Good grief. Start over and go Psalm 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, all the way to 13 so far. Without a miss, the Lord will get you out of trouble. Well, Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord, if we're in any kind of trouble, you'll get us out. Same thing's true financially. If we're hurting financially, you'll fix that. Praise the Lord. And Lord, if it's just something else, whatever, you know, we're faced with. Uh, it's not so much enemies. It's just some problem we got. Uh, it's just taking up our, our time and we're worried about this. Lord, fix that. Get us out of that. Health-wise or whatever. We just thank you you'll get us out. And that doesn't leave anything left. For us to, but for us to go tell others what great things you've done in our life as we tell them about Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.